Hello and welcome to McLean Middleton Minutes, First Year Associate View, where we talk about all things first year associate related. I'm your host, Hannah May, and today we're going to be talking about one of the most difficult steps in becoming an attorney, and that is taking the bar exam. I sat down with my fellow first-year associates, Bijan Amelie, Caitlin Burgess, and Stephen Harris, and I asked them to relive this difficult experience so that we could bring to you our tips and tricks on how to pass a bar exam in the middle of a pandemic and online. My name is Caitlin Burgess. I am a first-year associate in the corporate department at McLean, and I took the bar exam in October 2020. My name is Stephen Harris. I'm an associate. McLean. I work in the trust and estates department and I took the bar exam in the summer. And since I'm last, uh, I'm Bijan Amelli. I took the bar exam in October of 2020 like Caitlin and I'm a corporate associate at McLean Middleton also. The biggest piece of advice that I could recommend that I found beneficial is uh, in fear of having to teach yourself all the subjects, I found it extremely beneficial to do the day's studying, but um, you know, once you're complete with your assignments or your tasks for that day, to connect with a friend who's also studying, whether it be uh, virtually on Zoom or Skype or over the phone, where you can talk about different issues. And what I found most beneficial about that is you don't know what you don't know until someone asks you about it. I think, too, like talking to um, friends who did other programs, they sometimes the programs explain things a little bit differently. So what program you're doing, it might not click, um, but having somebody else explain it in the way that they were taught, it just like that light bulb hits. And you you never know what topic that's going to be. You have strengths in certain topics. Your friends have strengths. The bar exam um, prep companies seem to have strengths in explaining some things over the other. (laughs) But I I would echo like what we've been saying, uh, what's been brought up multiple times is having a support group with your friends or or colleagues, somebody where you can talk things through. So we all had the shared unique experience of taking a bar exam online. And I was wondering, how was that like for you? Were there any positives of taking it online? Maybe we could start there and then go into what the negatives might be. The positive, at least for Caitlin and Stephen and, and I, is when we took it, because everyone was so concerned about doing it online for the first time. We took a shortened bar exam, which still was extremely stressful. And the thought of you guys taking a full length one, um, we definitely got the benefit of, uh, uh, of that, of having to handle a bar exam that wasn't quite as long as it normally is. I can see that. Um, and I think even for the full length bar exam, um, we had more breaks than one would have if they took it in person. So that might also be a positive based on how you look at it. You're closer to snacks and you're at home and you get to have these half hour, an hour and a half breaks between sections. So I would recommend not going through your outlines during those breaks because that was pretty anxiety inducing for me. Uh, I was talking to Caitlin earlier about the format of the online bar exam and how they organized it. And um, I was wondering if you could share with us your experience with the formatting and how it was to like to actually take it online. So the first section for us on day one, um, section one, was the MPT. To put it out there, I am very familiar with ExamSoft. We use that a lot in law school. Um, I was familiar with the timer features. I use those a lot 
to keep myself on track. What I didn't realize when I was taking the exam was when you, with the MPT, you have the option to pop out the PDF from the window. What I didn't realize is every time my little alarm went off to tell me, oh, you got to move on to this part, the PDF closed. So it was a constant battle of opening up the PDF, trying to find where to put it on my little 13 inch screen where I could see that and still type, you know, in the end it worked out fine. I finished the essay, obviously passed, but it was one of those things where I was very thrown off in the first, like the first time it happened and that being the first experience of the day. Um, I think I got done with the MPT in the lunch period and I was just like sitting there and I'm like, oh my gosh, what just happened? But you just got to roll with it. Like there's going to be some tech issues, like no matter what you're doing, you can't tell everything that's going to happen. My advice would be though, if you have the option to take a practice exam, really fool around with the different features of it. Well, during that practice period, uh, figure out where it's going to be the best place on your screen to put the MPT or PDF. Look at how you can highlight different parts of questions. It's just helpful not to be doing that on the day of the exam because there are a million other things that are going through your mind and you have way less time than you think you're going to have. I really agree with that too. I think that's really good advice to practice. And even with highlighting, that's a little different than how you would think it would be like. I I was wondering, what did you guys think about the video monitoring and maybe some privacy issues in regards to the exam and installing all this software on your computer? I was very alarmed with the technology at first. I think because we were the first group that was taking it at the level or at the number of students taking it at once because we were in the October exam. We had had heard the horror stories of things coming from the summer um, from those who took it in July and the September and whatever different exams were going on. So I just didn't know how it was going to work. And all the guidelines that we got, I'm like, oh, if I look too long at something on the screen, is it going to flag me for doing something inappropriate? If I like am staring off into space, is that going to be a problem? I think I emailed the New Hampshire bar office a week before the exam asking if the light reflecting off my glasses was going to cause an issue uh, because I needed to have the screen of my laptop on like high and you could see like the screen reflecting and it, it was fine. It ended up being fine, but there was a lot of concern. Um, I basically had the room on lockdown, locking out any animals from getting in, worried about like just people coming by. But I would say if you can prepare to like get people away from you, that's always better. Um, But in the end, it wasn't as scary as I had worked it up to be, but it was still a little jarring. We were provided with so little information about how this was going to work. And it was all very general where they they literally said in the guidelines, if if you stare in one place for too long or if your eyes dart in a weird way, it's going to flag you. And it wasn't made clear that like most of these flags are going to get waved off and they're not going to matter. And so I I was equally paranoid about what the consequences of how you were looking at the screen was going to affect the the, the cheating monitoring software they were using. I was just going to say, I I had the exact same fears about the the eyes and being flagged because I don't look at the screen when I'm thinking. I was generally looking out the window behind my computer. And um, I mean, it all worked out. At that point, I was like, you know what? It is what it is. If they want to come here or flag it or look into it, so be it. 
for me, I when I was taking some of the practice exams before the actual exam that they require you to do with the software, I was sitting in front of a window and they actually sent me an email saying that when the actual exam happens that I need to not sit there because the lighting from the window would affect the software. So I think being able to find that kind of a space is pretty challenging. Did most people take it at home or did you go to like a school or a library? So I took it at home and I agree with the lighting issue. So my, the camera on my laptop was actually not great. And in order for it to have a clear video, I had to have three lamps set up behind me Um, or like in front. No, not even behind me. It was in front of my screen. Like I am looking at the lamps the entire time this exam is happening. Um, So it is, that can be challenging when you, the tech that you're working with just isn't working with you and not being able to, we were told, I don't think we could use um, external cameras or from what I recall, we couldn't, or we couldn't have like another monitor. So like, Figuring out early how your specific tools work, how your laptop is functioning or not functioning, um, figure that out earlier rather than later, because you don't want to be dealing with that like two hours before the exam is about to happen. I was wondering if you had any advice on what to do if something goes wrong in the middle of the exam, whether it be a technical issue or you encounter a question that you have no idea how to answer. How would you? stay calm in that situation? One of, I think one thing that I always think about when, when things aren't going my way is um, if I'm dealing with it, how many other people are? And that kind of levels the playing field uh, to some degree, at least in my brain. It allows me to calm down and just keep moving forward. And if it's not working, just like Caitlin said, just move on. Move on to the uh, next question. And uh, it's kind of like a goaltender in hockey. But I think, well, you have to have amnesia from the previous question. Don't think about it. Even if you felt good about it, just move on. You just start fresh on every, every question you have. When things are going wrong, like the time isn't stopping. Like you're, you have way less time than you think you're going to, especially I found that the essays themselves were like rapid fire. And I didn't finish um, a couple subparts of, the essays. And at the end of the day, I was a little bit worried about that. But when you're done with the exam, there's nothing you can do about it. I think everyone's hit on the just keep going mentality. And I would echo that as well. Because even if you dwell on something and you do figure it out, the time you spent dwelling on it to figuring it out is costing you in other places. So in all likelihood, it's not coming to you. And even if it does, it's going to cost you. So Moving on faster in the end is probably going to benefit you because you know more than you think you do. And you may not have looked at all the questions and realized the last couple essays are easier for you than the first couple essays. So again, I echo the just keep going mentality. And then if you have time, you can go back and figure out, try to figure out what's going on. But don't waste time on things that are not going to come to you. (laughs) It doesn't, it will stress you out more trying to think about it than just moving on and focusing on something where you feel stronger in. And when you do go back, at least for me, I found that if I did have have time, especially in multiple choice, to go back uh, to a question that I was hung up on, I found during studying more often than not, my initial choice was correct and I would change it to a wrong answer. So on the day of the exam, I think I had a few minutes left over one of the multiple choice sections. And I said, and I went back and I looked at a question and I was like, 
I think it could be that. And I started talking myself out. I don't know if I got it right or wrong, but at that point, I just went to the submit button and submitted. And so I stuck with my original answer and move on. So Bijan, Caitlin, and Steven had the unique experience of having the bar exam kept keep being rescheduled and just not knowing what was going to happen. And I think that during that time, there were a lot of petitions going around for diploma privilege and for allowing people to practice law without taking this exam. So I, I was wondering what everyone's thoughts were on how important is the bar exam really to helping you be a practicing attorney or, or what, what, what do you, what do you think is, is the relevance of the bar exam. Do you think that diploma privilege should be granted if you've managed to make it through law school? I um, I don't think the bar is relevant to the practice of law. Um, and I don't think it should exist. I think uh, if you're going to make the, if you want to restrict access to the field, make law school harder to get into, stop just um, turning, you know, pumping out attorneys day in, day out, year in, year out. Um, I think in my field, uh, in trust in the states, we do have a lot of um, different crossover in subjects with contracts, property, wills, trust, um, corporate. Um, and, and I will use some of it, but I, a lot of the information that I learned, I learned in class, not in preparation for the bar. It's hard to crash course, you know, whether it's three months or it's delayed over the course of six months in taking the test. There's only so much information you can withhold, uh, you know, studying for a 15-subject test. I don't think it's relevant. Yeah, I was going to say, looking back now, six months into my legal career and the things that have helped me and the things that I have remembered from both the law school and bar, what um, was most important for me was internships and being able to like do hands-on learning experiences. Because... With the bar exam, you took in so much information. There was just so much different rules and everything that went in. And I immediately lost most of it as soon as I submitted that uh, exam. It, as soon as I wasn't thinking about it, it's not relevant anymore. But I think like where I've learned things over the years, like Bijan and I both went to Northeastern. And I think their co-op program, we did four internships before graduating law school. And I think something similar to that is very helpful um, as both new attorneys, as law students, having a little bit more hands-on experience and learning how things differ from what you learn in the classroom and how they're actually applied um, in real life. I think that has made the biggest difference for me, not necessarily all the information that I tried to learn for the bar exam. I think the bar exam is completely inapplicable to the practice of law in most areas. Uh, especially if you're a corporate attorney, probably if you're a T&E attorney, literally nothing is transferable from what I studied for the bar to what I do in my day-to-day career as an attorney now. Law school teaches you to think critically and to analyze legal issues and to write like an attorney. The bar exam teaches you to memorize. And most of the things that you learn on the bar exam are things that you're going to be able to reference through a Westlaw search coming coming out of it. So I, I think a diploma privilege with rigorous oversight, yes, I'm for that because just, I think there's people who come out of law school who frankly aren't ready to practice right away without the necessary oversight. And I know the District of Columbia uh, provided a diploma privilege at the last minute with pretty rigorous oversight uh, requirements. So something like that and having discussions amongst legal professionals about what that oversight should look like is important. 
but the bar exam is not the greatest like hoop to jump through in order to decide that people are ready to practice as attorneys, in my opinion. Yes, I completely agree with Bijan, Stephen, and Caitlin. I don't think that the bar exam is a good indicator of whether or not someone's competent to practice law. I had kind of a unique experience because I was in a bar alternative program at my law school. I went to the University of New Hampshire Franklin Pierce School of Law, and I was in an honors program called the Daniel Webster Scholars. And what this meant is that when I graduated from law school, I was immediately admitted into the New Hampshire bar without having to sit for an exam. But I also had to take a lot of challenging courses at my law school and It was a fairly rigorous program, but it taught me so much. And when I compare that to the time I spent studying for the Massachusetts bar exam and cramming and watching videos, I can safely say that I learned so much more from being a law student and being in the Daniel Webster's program than for cramming for a test. So I was wondering what last pieces of advice do you have for people who are about to take the bar exam? Sure, I can start. So it doesn't matter how long you're studying for this exam. You could be doing this in two months. You could be cramming it in two weeks. You could be like us and have a five to six month endeavor with this. The burnout is real. It's hard sometimes to remember at the end of the day that you need to give yourself a break. Um, staring at a computer, trying, like writing out essays, like you need to walk away at some point and do something for yourself. For me, I'd take like an hour and a half walk um, after I was done for bar prep for the day and just like completely tune out and listen to music. And that was my way of winding down. Um, And I think it's needed at times. I second that. Um, I would say stay disciplined, know yourself and make sure you take time off. That's it, that about summarizing. They told me this at the beginning of like the bar prep process, and I didn't believe it. But don't get too high or too low at any point in the process because there's going to be days where you feel like, oh, this is easier than I expected. And there's days where you're like, I'm sure I'm going to fail because I didn't do well on a problem set today. And neither of those things are generally accurate. By the time you get through a prep course, you're generally ready and you know more than you think you do. So just keep keep working through it and stay disciplined, like Stephen said. Thank you so much to Caitlin, Stephen, and Bijan for sharing with us your experiences on taking the bar exam. And to our listeners who are about to take this exam, we wish you the best of luck. Be sure to tune into our next episodes on McLean Middleton Minutes to learn more about what it's like to be a first-year associate.